Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. It's only a kick, a jump, a block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle, a run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperrice.com. All right, here we go. Talking Tactics Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's your boy, Half to the Hope. We do the podcast every Tuesday. Um, speaking of, <laughs> next week is an international break. I don't think we're going to be here. There's going to be some logistical switches and things that, that are going to be happening. We're moving from SoundCloud to the Megaphone platform. So based on our, our news from last week that we're going to be you know, trying to monetize the podcast a little bit. There's some technical things that have to happen. So um, during the international break, if you don't hear from us, it's technical issues. We'll keep you guys updated on Twitter. So remember to follow us on Twitter um, at Talking Tactics. If you're listening on Spotify, remember to give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. The, yes, te- sir. the, the technological changes won't affect where you listen unless you listen perhaps on SoundCloud um, but not that many people who's not. Or, or if you listen in a cave or inside Siberia, Siberia, man, it depends, man. Speaking of Siberia, have you seen what's going on with Russia? I read something about some <laughs> China warplanes. Uh, China are flying some warplanes I've, around. I've been reading a bunch of stuff about. You know how Twitter makes everything like it's World War Three, it's Armageddon, it's the end of the world. I don't know what when to take what seriously, but this seems quite serious. Speaking of you know Russia and Siberia and things. Hit us up on Patreon. Let's get into this week because there's a lot of stuff to get through. So I asked Have Hope before the show, what do you want to talk about? First thing that came out of his mouth was we have to talk about Chelsea. So <laughs> Chelsea played Tottenham three times in 10 days. And that's like, it's a, it's a punishment for Antonio Conte for some reason. And I was like, you know, you left severance package, et cetera, et cetera. He got beat three times in three day in what yeah, three times by the same team in ten days. Did you hear his press conference? Like when Conte literally came out and said, Look, <laughs> we're crap. <laughs> he really said that no, like we suck, like we're actually crap. Like <laughs> like it's minimum of two or three years for, for us to even live or even breathe in the same room as as these as these dudes. Oh, I didn't hear that part. The post match I listened to was the one he did with B in sport. It's on YouTube. It's like three minutes. The lady asked him at the beginning like a very complicated question, and I was like, "Does he, is he going to be able to catch all of this?" <laughs> and he he just about did, but yeah, 
he 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 got the gist. He was basically like, yeah, like Chelsea are just a better team than us. Like, which again, I'm like, do you know like you're not supposed to say these types of things about Spurs in a relation to Chelsea? Like, maybe any other team you can say these things, but now it's going to be used as evidence against Spurs by Chelsea fans. Maybe he's saying that to put pressure on Levy. Yeah, maybe he's doing it to put pressure on Levy. By simply dancing so public, it will then get fans onto his side. And by getting fans onto his side, you'll now put pressure on Levy. But my thing for Conte is that surely you must have known that this is what you were coming into. That Levy, he was, he was, that, that like Levy was never going to, um, like he was never going to support you in, in, in the markets. That was never going to happen. Because you know how guys say, oh, no, no, you know, Tottenham, you know, they could be like, Tottenham are not going to beat, they're never going to beat Chelsea. Because the way Tottenham is run, it's run as a business. Levy runs it as a business. So because he runs it as a business, he's not interested in, okay, I'm not going to really invest into these players and I'm, I'm actually going to try and break the bank and so forth. Because he's like, because if you're a Tottenham fan, you should actually feel it with that. Wait a minute. See, you haven't seen Tottenham Stadium. You see, I had to do like a little news segment thing outside of Tottenham Stadium. Bro, this thing looks like a nuclear device. Like... They said that it is the first truly modern stadium in the world. The first fully modern football stadium in the world. Like this thing, it looks like a freaking nuclear device. But yet, we can hardly compete with any of these other teams. So it says that, because that's why, like, you have to really feel a way if, um, if you're a sports fan and you look at Levy, because you're like, why don't you... Because that stadium must have cost a ridiculous amount of money, but why not use that money? Because White Hart Lane was fine. You know, why not use that money that you have that you poured into this stadium into actually investing into players? But for Levy, that's like winning trophies. That is not his concern. His concern is um, milking this for as much money and business as as possible. Because as opposed to Abramovich or Sheikman, so these are football fans who this is my team and I want my team to do and I want my team to win trophies. But for Levy, for me, I don't think Levy's even a football fan. <laughs> That's the scary thing. I don't, I don't think the guy even likes football that much. If he likes football, maybe it's in the most casual sense. So for Conte, I just think that Conte was a like, look. If Conte really believed that he was going to be supported in the market, then the guy's truly naive. I think he's like, look, man, let me just let me just get the bag and get his own money and, and, and let me move, man. You know, because now you now see what Mourinho was having to deal with. Like I told mm-hmm. you, like... You see, there's Dodd and there's um, Doy. You see, Degree Dodd of impossibility. So basically, Dodd, you can achieve Dodd, but it's hard. Doy, you can't achieve it. It's, it's impossible. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so like to, like winning a major trophy, major trophies with sports, that's Doy, which you, you can okay. do. So Degree of impossibility. Is, no, there can't be degrees to impossibility. Impossibility just is. Like I, like I understand you want the continuity of yeah, the no, 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 Don't be. A, you know, so. <laughs> By the way, speaking of words, like, have you been playing this Wordle thing? I mean, it's maybe it's not up your alley, but I've been quite addicted over the past couple of weeks to like play, figuring play out what. It's like the have you seen people posting, or maybe me, but others posting like these green and yellow squares on your timeline? Or do you not investigate the timeline too much? 
I don't I don't score my timeline. Oh, okay. All, 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 all I read, I, I only use Twitter for my notifications. Like, I mean, after the nonsense I see, I just don't go on my time. <laughs> okay. It's it's just, it's like a word puzzle game. But oh, okay. Anyway. Um, no, I was going to say Z, ZS isn't a five letter word. It's a six letter. Um, by the way, people who say ZX, ZS guys, come on. Wait, um, like, I've heard ZH, I've heard ZH, I've yet. So I've heard so many different names. Basically, I need to ask a Moroccan how do you actually say his name properly? All, all the North Africans who I hear talk about him say Ziyech. They don't say Ziyech. All oh, the so British oh, people oh, who oh, talk oh. about him say Ziyech. So they say Ziyech. Ziyech, yeah. Ziyech. But the British people, they go Ziyech. So I'm going to go with the North African people. <laughs> bro, bro. <laughs> back in the day, because I don't know I don't know whether you were watching football back in the late 90s, early 2000s. If I had access to it. But, but it wasn't a regular occasion, no. Oh yeah, no, no. Because basically, when Sokje was playing, the commentators used to call him Sokjere. <laughs> and then, out, and then me and, and then me and my brothers were like, "Wait a minute, there is no e after the r, so you're just adding that there. So why would you say Sokjere when it's like there's no e after the r? So I'm like, what? You know, yeah, yeah. As as someone, maybe we can both be empathetic to this as somebody with not a standard surname people are happy to just fuck it up adding oh, no, no. letters mispronouncing like... letters foolishness yeah, basically, so... basically with me is that like basically there are guys that know me from my english name and the guys that know me from my nigerian name mm-hmm. so my english name again it's super easy very very basic but then when I became like aware, socially conscious. But I was like, oh, I don't want to use an English name. So then, but my Nigerian name, the full version, no one can say, and no one can say it properly. So I have to short, short, shorten it. But the issue is that when I short shorten it, it doesn't actually make sense. It only makes sense with the full name. But because people will never be able to say it, I just have to shorten it. So I think from from a certain point, people now just know me for my Nigerian name. They don't know my English name. So yes. This is what I wanted or expected from him when he was bought. There was like a there was a waiting period in between um whether or not it was official or what was actually happening and this and that. And I was like, everybody was just he's here, he's he's coming, he's from Ajax. And I guess this was after what happened in the Champions League where he scored the goal that went off Kepa's face and all those types mm. of things. I, I was very hesitant. One, I didn't want to jinx it, but I was just like, this is a player that I've always wanted to see, at least in the Premier League, if not for Chelsea, for somebody, because um, he was stuck at Ajax for too long. And the past, what, two years almost, they haven't been great. But it seems as if in the last, you know, two weeks or so, maybe month, he's seeming better. It's still a long way from the guy that I expected from Ajax and so forth. You know, there's, it's still a long way away. But it's promising, you know. It's 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 promising. But I think, look, if you're being real, man, like if ZH was the guy that you saw at Ajax and so forth, mm-hmm. Chelsea are a different team. But then it's like again, it goes back to adaptability. Yeah, the way that Ten Hag and Ajax play is completely different from this back three weird kind of rigid formation that Tuchel has. You know, so. Playing in a team where you have like four or five guys ahead of you all moving around is very different from just having one or two, three guys are, are, are around you. One of them being Werner and Pulisic. So, you know, it's like if he, if 
Ziyech had the same performance level that he did in the Eredivisie in the Premier League, one that would be difficult to do because the levels in the leagues are, are different. But he replaces Eden Hazard's absence. I don't know if you saw the Gary Neville, Frank Lampard piece where he was like, you know, Eden Hazard was like 50% of the goals or whatever it is. If you look at some of the seasons that Ziyech had, where he was like, you know, 15 assists, 10 goals, 17 assists, probably near 20 assists and a bunch of us in a, in a few seasons um, at Ajax. Those are like Hazard-esque numbers of where you're getting double digits in everything. Oh, yeah. Um, so if you could replicate that coming from, I was going to say Holland, but the Netherlands to England, I mean, that's... That's pretty. That that would be impressive. You no, know, I mean, but then again, it's like let's. I mean, again, which is why <laughs> is there an Eredivisie tax? Look at Frank of course. De with I mean, it's, it's it's not even a tax because you you should expect it. No, no, no. You but but, 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 but my thing is that if you look at De Ligt, you look at De Jong, look at uh, Zich, uh, Okay, none of them have actually been great since they've left Tent and Hank. Perhaps like I mean, I'm I'm also called a ha- well. You see, I was going to say a Howler, but. He did. I mean, Champions League is the Champions League because I mean, like he's he's not he's not scored yet at Af- Afcon. So is is that but, an Eredivisie tax or is it just an Ajax tax that playing in this team makes you so look, appear to be better than you are because of the dominance that Ajax no, no, has? No, but again, relative to the rest of the league, barring maybe PSV. Basically, it's like system merchants. See, if you're a system merchant, that's not a bad thing. People think whenever you use the word merchants, people just get think that's that's like their a negative feelings, connotation. Yes. But for instance, Griezmann is a system merchant, but that doesn't mean he's a bad player. It just means that outside of his system, he's not that good. Put him in the right system, he's amazing. Yeah. As we've now learned, I think Lukaku is a system merchant, maybe even more. <laughs> you know, you know, I was trying to do this whole podcast without mentioning Daniel. Lukaku. We are having a Lukaku conversation. We're not. <laughs> you can't. Have what you want yeah, to. because it is because it's it's time for you to come around to reality. Because yeah. <laughs> Let's not do any call this black white. Let's just, I know we don't, we don't protect our brothers, but I can only protect my brothers to a certain point. I thought you said you didn't read the timeline. How do you just know what I'm gonna say? Someone said that, um, you know, during Lukaku's like disaster class, oh boy, yesterday, someone said, You call yeah, that a I disaster see, class? Um, oh I want to see DT Tran um protect him now. I was like, don't worry, I'll meet him on, on Monday and then we'll, we'll talk. But no, the the Eredivisie tax. It might be real. It might be real. I think it's more IX tax. But system merchants, yes. It's it's there's a there's a connotation when you say merchant that's it's negative. Mm. But how many players don't play well within particular systems? Very few. Oh no, no, no. I mean that are that are systemless. Okay, my head. Put Kante anywhere he'll walk. Put Neymar anywhere he'll walk. Put Modric anywhere he'll walk. Um, you can put Cruz anywhere he'll walk. You can put Cristiano. Obviously, he's injured now, but pick Cristiano, put him anywhere he'll walk. Um, there, I think Ibrahimovic is the kind of guy where put him anywhere, he'll force the team to play His the way. way that he plays. So there are many guys who put them anywhere they walk because it's the kind of player that you are. And your kind of skills, because the guys that have a very particular kind of a, a skill set and play a very particular way, and the guys who are they just have this natural talent where, okay, this is something different. Give me a few matches, I'll figure it out. I can t- I can tweak my game because I've got so much in my toolbox. Okay, what do you want to say about Lukaku? 
Well, I want to ask you a question. I want to. I want to change. change. I want. I want to. I want. I want to switch it up right now. Flip the script. Let's go. Okay. So after his performance against Tottenham, mm-hmm. are you still defending Lukaku? I forgot what I said. It was the chance that Mount forced through, not the first one, but the second one, where the ball came pretty fast and it was on Lukaku's weaker foot. And I made that observation that it was on his right foot. And that's just me being fair and balanced, I guess. I mean, when you say fair and balanced in the United States, that brings up a nasty connotation with Fox News. But um, yeah, I just thought I was stating something that I didn't see much on the timeline that yeah, it, he could have done better and should have done better. I think he tried to do more with the ball than he probably should have. Just get your foot on it, put it on goal, and hopefully Larice can't get there. But he's left-footed, so maybe it makes sense that he's trashed with his weak foot or not as good. But in pointing that out, uh, at least one person took it as like, man, why are you defending Lukaku? If you have an extreme on one side and an extreme on the other side of like he's trash, he's a, he's a brick, or he's the best striker in the world, give him time. And I just say one thing, which I feel is just a fact that it's on his right foot. It makes sense he didn't do as well as maybe you, you'd expect. It seems like to the either extreme, I'm like another extreme because I'm not going far enough with he's Tim's or he's Lakaka or he's this or he's that, which I will never do because I feel like that traffic's in a particular lane that I'm not willing to go in. But what about the miss kick? The miss kick? The miss kick? That's the goal I'm talking about. No, no, I'm talking about, about both. So we talked about the right foot. Say, okay, that was on his weak foot. That was on his right foot. The, the the Both chances fell to his right foot, I think. It's especially the second one where he completely missed the ball. It was on his weaker foot. It's not like he was striking it with his left. <laughs> wait, wait, Daniel, hold up. <laughs> you're saying that. So you're, you're cutting him bail for the missed kick because it was on his weaker foot. I'm saying that maybe helps explain why it looked like that. Daniel, that's come on, Daniel, stop. Daniel, stop it. Daniel, stop, stop. You see, Daniel, see, I can give you the first one of like, even if for me, if you're a top striker, weaker foot or not, you should, you should still you should still get it on target from that far out. And I said on the timeline he should have done better. I'm not excusing oh, no, no, I know, the but, miss. But I'm saying that that maybe helps explain it. I know, but but let's put that because trust me, we're going to we're, we're going to get very real on Lukaku. I'm just this is just the status. We're, we're going to get to the main course very soon. Okay. The second one is the miss a miss kick, that's just bad. Left yeah. foot, right foot, weaker foot, so that, that's just bad. <laughs> because Mount puts it to you on a very good opportunity for where if you had any connection, that thing goes on target and now you're forced the keeper to make a save from that far out. That miss kick, that's just straight bad. So you know you're playing against a defensive team. And Tottenham did not come to play, they came to they, they came to get like a zero-zero draw. Mm-hmm. So you know that any chance you get, you have to be clinical. And the two chances that were given to you, you you screwed them up. Neither chance even went on target. So that's one thing. I'm not calling that first one a, like a great chance. That's like a half chance because the ball no, no, was no, no, behind him. No, 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 that's a good chance because, bro, wasn't he in the area? The ball was behind him, HH. He had to reach back and get it and then shoot. Like, and 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 I, and, and I know that sounds like I'm defending him in some like staunch way. But that's just how I see the game. Like, it's not like he's 1v1 with the keeper. Okay. And he, like a Timo Werner type of miss. You understand what I'm saying? I know. Okay. Okay. Now. Okay. I I get it. But the second one is bad. We can agree on that one. That one's I like. One is bad. Lukaku is going to regret leaving Inter Milan because you've exposed yourself now. I mean. Because what I'm seeing 
is the dude that sorts Man United. Because I'm sorry, he looks bad. <laughs> he looks cumbersome. He looks heavy, slow. Him trying to do stepovers is frightening to look at. <laughs> it is frightening because the whole point of the stepover is you're doing it very quick, quickly. You're doing it so quickly that the defender doesn't know whether you're going to go right or go left because those legs are moving over so quickly, quickly. So by the time you now decide to go left or go right, the defender is totally bamboozled. But if you're doing it slowly, mm-hmm. someone like Eric Dyer can be like, hey, what are you doing? I'm using the defender. <laughs> yeah, like Eric Dyer's like, mate, what are you doing? Like, and that's why Dyer, it was an easy day for Kadai. Like, wait, are you really trying to do stepovers at one mile per per, per, per hour? <laughs> Lukaku is in a horrible position because you have to combine the interview. Mm-hmm. And you also have to combine it with the fact that who scored the winning goal for Inter against Venezia in the last minute? Jekyll. Mm-hmm. So everything. Is just like the universe is just sort of coming together to say that Lukaku, you really messed up. Because he will know, he may not say this in public, but he'll know in private that damn, whatever Inter offered, because of the financial situation they were in, I should have accepted. Because I had such a horror show at United when I was clowned and bro, I had him at like a class A brick. I was abusing him completely. You finally find a safe even at Inter when why actually look like a top striker? You're you've you've been totally rebranded. You got arrogance, which is why in football, know your limits. But Lukaku thought after just one really good season, that, hey, I'm that dude, I'm the big man, I can do all, all, all of these things. You now come to the Premier League to, for unfinished business, and now you're not ex- exposed. Because you're not a Benzema or Lewandowski, who put Benzema or Lewandowski in any team, any, any system, they'll be amazing. But you're not as adaptable as those guys. You have to have a team that's built around it. Tuchel didn't want Lukaku, he never did. He was just like, okay, well, we did a striker. I'll, I'll take him. But he never wanted him. Conte wanted Lukaku. Hence why he built the, the team around him to suit him. And when you want a guy, you know their strengths, you know their weaknesses. And you build a system to try to um, cloud their weaknesses as, possible, as much as possible and accentuate, accentuate their strengths as much as, as possible. If you didn't really want a guy and you're told that this guy is a top guy, like, okay, you're a top guy. This is my system. Per, per perform. I'm not going to cater anything for you. Come here, perform. That's if you don't want a guy. And it's always that Tokel didn't want Lukaku, you know, or rather, he didn't want Lukaku as much as Conte wanted him. I mean, he started him in the last few games when maybe he it would have been easier to take him out. I could make the argument. It, it appears as if Tuchel wants him. To to be honest, I was almost surprised to see his name in the starting eleven based off what we've seen the last couple of games. No, 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 no. When someone is already here, you're like, look, he's already here, so I've got to try and use what would I have? Because see, there are many, there's a lot of pieces in in play. If you I didn't know, want to have this conversation, but go ahead. Because let's see, if you <laughs> I know, this would be like a thirty minute conversation. No, 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 I'm not. Look, I, I, let's not even spend too much on this something. But if you know that this dude cost a hundred mil. And your employer invested a lot into it. You almost feel indebted or a pressure to try and fit them in. I think Tukal is the kind of guy who, okay, I can I, I can make it work. I can make it work. You see, I came into Chelsea. No, 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 my team. I can make it work. I can make it work. You know, it's like Pep is no. Give me my players. Give me my team, and then I'll I'll do it for you. See, Conte. Well, because I don't know Mourinho. So there are certain guys who, whatever is here, I can adapt, 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 adapt. 
So he's like, okay, I didn't want him, but because I believe in my managerial abilities, I can make it work and try and figure it out with him and, and so forth. So that's what he, him is figuring out. But I still do not believe that Tuchel wants Lukaku because I think Tuchel is the kind of guy who wanted mobility up front and much more fluidity in, in attack. So the key thing for Lukaku is only be arrogant when you're actually good. You see, you can say all he wants about Cristiano, but he does score those goals. He does score those winning, winning, winning goals. You can say actually with Ibrahimovic, but the guy has scored some of the most craziest goals ever. For Lukaku, all you've had is one great season for Inter Milan and some pretty good performances for Belgium, like that performance in against Brazil. But you haven't, there's not a big enough sample size for you to even look Aguero, Canabal Suarez, Lewandowski, and Benzema in the eye. Maybe things will get better, but this could turn out to be a pretty, pretty nasty, ugly season for Lolo, for Lolo Kalkoma. And but, but just the bottom line is that if I could if I could advise him yeah. during last summer, say Lukaku, whatever Inter are offering, of course you are you you deserve to be paid more. But if I advise you, whatever these guys are offering you, accept it and remain here at Interland. This will be the best thing for your career. So, okay. Do you have any more questions with me on Lukaku? Because I'm gonna I'm, I'm still gonna be talking about Chelsea, but it's not gonna be gonna be directly Lukaku linked. So, oh, no, no, no. But one last thing. Okay. So you still feel that. So what Lukaku did in that game wasn't crap. You still feel that he can still do something and, and so forth. I I thought I thought he was the worst of the attacking players. If you look at Lukaku, Mount, Ziyech, and Hudson Odoi, I thought he mm. was the worst performer. But that's under the knowledge or understanding that Ziyech was fantastic. Hudson Odoi was really good, and Mount I thought was really good as well. So they all played very, very well to where he would have had to play at least on their level or better to be better. I thought he was just fine. Like he didn't lose the ball clumsily too many times. Maybe like once I saw him like, bro, like, like that's that's not you. Like, don't do that. But most of like his layoffs, he found Hudson Adoy in space a few times. He just doesn't get the ball in areas where I think like, okay, now he has a chance to shoot it. And I think that goes probably more to the team dynamic, which is where I'm trying to go. So you said Tuchel didn't want Lukaku. I don't yeah. think that matters. That's that's not Tuchel's job description. Tuchel is a head coach. He's not a manager. And then you brought up Pep, who is a manager. Pep is a manager. Klopp is a manager. I don't know how many other managers there are, but we can use those two for an example. Every player that comes into Manchester City has, I think, direct, tangible input on I want him or I don't want him or he can leave or whatever the case may be, which is why the whole Aguero thing, he's leaving, we can't replace him. Like, bro, you're the manager of the club. You're you're deciding this. Why are you trying to act like you did some, like it's something out of your control? It's not. You're you're the manager of the club. Chelsea haven't had a manager since 2013. No, 2015. Since Mourinho. Conte came in and they started doing the head coach thing. Sarri's been a head coach. Lampard was a head coach. Tuchel's a head coach. A head coach and a manager are two different things. A manager is someone who controls literally every aspect of the club. A coach is just an employee for all intent and purpose. 
maybe they have some input, but it's not direct and tangible input on what the club is doing. That goes back to the board. Once they, they had that second spell with Mourinho, they were like, I don't think we want to give anybody that much power over the club again. Or because if you remember the window that Mourinho had, he was the manager and expected to have final say on who would come, who would go, how much, how the money would be spent. And he didn't get that, which is what caused, you know, the conflict. You know, they bought Pedro and Chilaboji and Michael Hexter and Baba Ramen and they loaned in Falcao. Falcao, I think, was Mourinho's doing. But Tuchel, you don't get to choose necessarily. Maybe you get input, but you don't get to choose like, this is my player. I want this player. Bring me my players. You don't get that. If you remember the the, the Mourinho-ism where he's like, you know, uh, there's grade A eggs, grade B eggs, grade C eggs, or whatever it was. Like, it's, as it's, a head coach, okay, so, sorry, so, 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 why do you say that Tuchel doesn't get to choose? I think he gets input, he gets to say, I would like this player, I would like that player, but he doesn't get direct, tangible input on who's coming in the same way that Pep or Klopp do because he's just a coach, he's not a manager. And I think that distinction is very important because it means it's not your job to say, these aren't my players. I can't play them, whatever the case may be. Like, Chelsea, buy you the ingredients. Make the best recipe from the ingredients that we give you. It's not make the dish that you want to make. So Tuka basically wins the Champions League with his mm-hmm. guys. Boom, massive thing. Yep. And it's like, okay, cool. This is the summer. So I would like these players. Boom, boom, boom. And then they're like, okay, cool. But we actually think that this player we think fits your system. But Tuka's like... <laughs> I'm the manager. I'm the guy leading this. He's not the manager, need... HH. He's the head coach. And and I know that sounds like it's semantic, but it's not. He's just a co- he's the he's the first team head coach. He's not a oh, manager. Well, okay, well, then that's a problem. <laughs> that if, that if that's the problem with Chelsea is that the person who's pulling the strings, Marina Granovsky, hmm. is not a football person. So, no, okay, so Tuchel because but. It seems as if you're saying that Tuchel needs to shoulder some blame because it's his job to try to figure yes! out with Lukaku. I don't care if you don't want Lukaku or not. Get the best from him. Whatever system works, get the best from him. Whatever system gets the best from Werner, do it. Whatever and obviously and these, no, no, and, no, 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 no. Now, now obviously these no. don't overlap <laughs> because the system that best fits Lukaku might not be the one that best fits Havertz. I meant to say Havertz, not Werner. Um, so may- maybe there's no overlap, and then you get to choose whichever one you want to do. But I think that distinction is being lost with a lot of people, that it's not Tuchel's job to just – he's not picking the players. I think I think he might say, hey, it would be great. I would like Haaland. But it's not him with the money going to Borussia Dortmund, if he even could, and say, hey, here's the $120 million, give me the player. Like – it doesn't. He, I don't think he has that much input, really. Whereas somebody like Pep or Klopp, I think they, I think they do, and that's why their teams are like they are because oh, no, the no, manager no, no, is but, but, but a king. If you're saying that's how it works, then I can't put blame onto Tuchel then, because my thing is, if I'm a manager, like basically, I can only think of the best of football manager. If let's say I'm playing football <laughs> manager right now, it's not called football head coach. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, football head. Okay, but when I'm playing FM and so forth, yeah. The first thing I do in the game is I choose my formation and then I go into the transfer market. So, okay, this is how I want to play. I need this player, this player, this player with these, these attributes. The first thing I do as soon as the summer begins, 
boom, I, I make my list of like, no, I need this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, because I ran into all of these issues during the, the season. And no, I need that right back. No, I need that playmaker. No, I need that kind of, kind of a, a striker. Mm-hmm. If, let's say, players are just shoved to me and so forth, I'm like, okay, I can, I'll do my best. But, bro, that, the, then if this team doesn't work, you can't, you can't blame me. Because you can only fully blame me where it's my philosophy. I've picked the players. Yes. And and, and this is where I, I want to go. So for Tuchel, you can, you can blame him to a certain degree because you're like, hey, you're still in the job. Figure it out. But at the same time, Lukaku mm-hmm. is a guy who you need to build your system around him. He's a very particular guy. He isn't adaptable, as we've seen, because he's because he's, he's limited as a full footballer. Mm-hmm. So because a guy is limited as a full footballer, Bro, there's only so like for me, if I'm if I ever have a team, I'm not buying Lukaku. If I have my my team, if he falls upon me, I'll do my my best. But the way I want my striker <laughs> to play isn't like Lukaku. I get that. I get so, that. If Tuchel really had direct input on the team, do you think Chelsea would be what's what's today? It's the 25th, the 24th. You think they'd have no left back with Chilwell out and Alonso injured or? Sar playing at come on, if he had direct tangible input, he would go out and buy whoever he wanted. But he doesn't. He's like, please, 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 can you get me a left wing back? And they're like, ah, maybe we'll bring back Kennedy. Maybe we'll bring back Emerson. We're trying it. There's some kid that's at Derby County that they're maybe trying to bring for some small money. That way they don't affect the Chilwell purchase that they did. The club and the director, the board, is the person who the, the problem lies with. Really, it's a Roman Abramovich problem that the structure of the club is just dumb. But no, 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 no. no. Basically, between Marina, Bruce Bock, and so forth, that's where the issue is. <laughs> so between Bok. between both of them, those are that's the issue because obviously these guys are like because again, Lamp. I don't think those are all of Lampard's targets because basically because Eddie Eddie. He it's he he said it's beautifully. It's a, it's a Frankenstein monster. It's it's like it's literally it's like an amalgamation of like three four different managers. So I'm like, you have something that's just freakish. You see, Pep, this is like two three four years in the making. Klopp, two three four years in the in the making. Well, because of a Ramovich, because Tuchel, this guy's getting sacked maybe by next season. So you have another guy who will now take it in another different direction. So you, the best example is perhaps players that aren't bought. If Lampard was the manager, he gets his Ben Mee, he gets his Chris Wood, he gets his uh, who are these guys? Declan Rice and Henderson, the goalkeeper from, uh, or was it Pope who they wanted? Like he would go and get his England 2.0. That's what he wanted. But the club was like, I don't think so. You're going to take Werner, you're going to take Havertz, you're going to take. Maybe Thiago Silva, that's like a no-brainer. You'd do that. But like, I think the players that he actually wanted, he didn't get because the club was like, nah, we're not going to do that. So you're going to make the best meal possible with these ingredients. If that's the structure of the club, then if you buy Lukaku for $100 million, I don't want to hear he's not his player. No, like build a system that gets the best from Lukaku. If Lukaku is indeed a particular player, build a particular system. And then we can have the outside conversations of, you know, why that structure is silly and why he should actually be the manager and picking the players himself. But, you know, trust me, trust me. Eventually it's going to get there and he's going to leave. He's going to be sacked. No, no, no. But, no, but then this still goes back to Lukaku of like, know your limits. 
which is that you should have never left Inter Milan because at Inter Milan, you had a, you had a system and everything that was built around you to suit you. So because you were so, so, so successful, even if Simone Inzaghi comes, Simone Inzaghi were like, man, look, look how cool, look at the kind of season he has. I have to acquiesce to you. Mm-hmm. But now you coming over to Chelsea, okay, it's fine we did it at Inter, but we won the Champions League without you. So why do we have to acquiesce to you? Like, what have you done for us? So for him coming to Tuchel, said, no, I don't have to change anything around. You know, you have to change those because we mm-hmm. won the Champions League. What uh, as, as opposed to Simone and Zaghi, mm-hmm. would be like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm coming into this whole thing. Look, Lukaku, I'm not going to change anything. This was a winning thing. All right, let me sit and go. But you messed up. Yes. You should have never left Inter Milan. And he you knows it. Otherwise, he doesn't roots. give that interview. Have we ever had the conversation that Janet Jackson might have better albums than Michael Jackson? I think you're confusing Beyonce and Solange. <laughs> no, no, no. Janet Jackson. Janet Jackson might have a better catalog no, no, I mean, than I mean, Mike. To be, Janet Jackson, I'll be real with you. Control? No, 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 no. After, after Janet? Is okay. See, after bad and even bad, even no, to be honest, Mike. This thing about Michael Jackson, Mike has three good albums, like classic albums. He has two, two. Does that oh, yes. So, so, so just off the wall thriller. And oh, that, that's are, it. Are we gonna give him dangerous? We're not gonna give him dangerous. No, oh, no. Just, Janet like, has like at least three. No, 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 no. I mean, like, you see, that isn't a bad call to me because see, Michael Jackson. He accentuated his albums based off of the music videos and the performance. Mm-hmm. Now, you see, Smooth Criminal is not a great song. <laughs> but <laughs> look at the music video. Cool. Yeah, yeah. Like, Bad, and I'm so sorry, Beats It, that's not a great track. Thriller the is video. not... Thriller, the video, the music video is far better than Thriller, the actual song. Oh, yeah, anyway, no, yeah. you, you, you just said, you know, what have you done for me? And it put in, what have you done for me lately by Jack oh, yeah, Jackson. Yeah. So. All right, let's do some of these questions because oh, we no, did get a also, lot also, and they're pretty like, good. Um, so. That track with um, Q-Tip. Look, shut And also, what was supposed to call them? Together Again. Together Again. No, no, no. Just, she has... Pleasure, pleasure Jane Jackson. Duh. It is exactly as, as Solange. Beyonce... Look, I know. Look, whatever. But look, it's, like, let me just get this out. Beyonce <laughs> is way a better singer than Solange. But Solange just has a better ear for making artistic. Yes, yeah, she's, she's a better artist. She's more artistic. Basically, she's a better artist. Like Michael Jackson. I think Jane Jackson, she's nowhere near as good a singer as Michael Jackson. But in terms of just creating a body of, of work... It works better than because Michael Jackson. By the time he got so bad, the guy was okay. He was look. He, let me see, he was. <laughs> no, 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 no. We know. <laughs> look, he was white. So what? What? What, what, what can we say? <laughs> okay. Black Mike um, over white Mike. By the way, so although white Mike had some tracks, so white Mike had some tracks. Well, you know, you know. Black Mike. <laughs> you were not alone. It's, you know, it's good. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> have you seen the music video? The music video is. Do you so know? Much. Do you know who wrote that song? Oh uh, yeah, yeah. There we Robert. go. Robert. <laughs> oh boy. Okay. Instead of VAR, this is from Real ADHD. I don't know why we would do that. Okay. Instead of VAR reviewing a clear and obvious replay for five minutes, then calling the ref to review it again, why don't they just call the ref over to the booth to begin with? Also, should VAR replays be in real time or in slow motion? I think they should oh, all be. The, in the, real the time. first thing is, is is basically time. Time. Yeah. So you want to girls keep things flowing. So they're like, rather than just calling them over, it's like basically, 
you want to remain the fluidity of full football, which you don't get in rugby, NFL, and so like rugby, NFL, NBA, it stops that, stops that, stops that, which is an excuse to putting ads and, and, and so forth. So the whole thing is like, bro, okay, I've seen it. I trust you don't need to look at it. Let's keep, keep it going. So the slow motion aspect of that question is more interesting than the time. If you put anything in slow motion, it can look bad. So for instance, I didn't think the Alex Awobi challenge was a red card. But when you slow it down, you can talk yourself into it. Uh, it's 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 a red. It's a red. Of course, you want to say that. Oh no no, it's it's a red because it's like you have to go law. The, the law is the law. Like they said, you show you, you show your studs, ankle area. It's a red. <laughs> it's it's dangerous. Now, I wouldn't give it because I'm like, hey, look, it happens in the context of the game. But less of the law. You show your studs, <laughs> ankle thingy, boom, and it's like. You shouldn't, you should, why are you even making a tackle like that? So to I see. I didn't think he was making a tackle. I thought he was making a gesture to control the ball, and the Tunisia player was coming in to to nick it. And and when Owobi was putting his foot down to control the ball, he went over it. Maybe silly, stupidly. If he, if he goes for like a poke and in a tackle motion, it's it, nothing happens. But he goes to control. And because he goes to control, I don't look at that as like intent to do something bad, but perhaps intent doesn't matter. But when you slow it down, it looks like it's a, it's a red card if you slow it down. In real time, I didn't think it would, I thought it was a, a yellow card at worst, but even he looked shocked. <laughs> I was more shocked he was on the pitch to begin with, but I'm sure we oh, have more questions yeah, oh. about this. Well, no, no, I was, I was shocked he was in the, in the squad. So. <laughs> uh, next question, non ironically. How much confidence does have hope from just these GH? The GH is Ghana, yes. Um, have for his wingless super eagles against my black stars in March. Um, not as I said again, maybe you, you may have not listened to my um post match thingy, but if Nigeria confirm the Portuguese sailor mm-hmm. as the manager, I am boycotting the team till follow not notice. So and for me, I, it depends on who who gonna hire. Yeah. Depends on the manager that that's gonna hire. But I think that that match could I, I could it could go either way. Do you know who they should I, hire? I think as of right now, like I don't know where Nigeria football is headed right now. So for me, I don't even know in what context they they will they will be. In. And I think what you see in Africa and so forth is expect the unexpected. You yeah. know, expect the unexpected. Can oh can I also like the reason that we did the complicated Chelsea show was to avoid <laughs> long ass Chelsea conversation. Well, I'm, yeah, so, I'm yeah. sorry, guys. I'm sorry, guys. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> like there was a there was a an exact reason we created that thing, <laughs> and and we just exemplified. I just realized that like, yeah, we did run our mouth on Chelsea because a lot of these questions are about Chelsea, so. Um, is every L that Chelsea had to Conte reparations for that second unnecessary lawsuit? Yes. Uh, from Black Emoji, he also asked the Ajax version of Ziyech incoming um, or Tottenham just, just that bad. It could be both. I think Tottenham aren't that great and their manager would tell you that. And maybe like we said in in, in the beginning, yeah, maybe, maybe Ziyech is like, you know, the adaptation period. Some players, if it's like... Uh, Alexis Sanchez or Diego Costa, if you remember when they came into the Premier League, they just, you know, hit the ground running and, you know, it was amazing. Some players, it takes a little bit of time to adapt and and maybe coming from Eredivisie to Premier League, you know, you need to, I don't know, eat better food, 
sleep more, drink more water, lift more weights, whatever the case may be. And I think with Ziyech, he's like a temperamental is not right, but like I think he needs to know the group that he's with. Like what runs is he going to make? Do I need to go short, go long? Like what is the idea of not just what the manager wants, but what my teammates are going to do and that will help. So there are some passes that he's making now that I'm like, okay, he just knows what such and such is going to do before they do it. And that's going to help him develop. But is the die cast in people's minds to where he can't pull it back? Like (laughs) basically with the first 18 months or so, like that bad. So where it's just like, now we need a new X winger or whatever it is. X meaning left or right. The formation that Tuchel has gone to has been four two 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 two. So maybe that that that's contributed to the help, man. You know, say you know? say that formation again. So you know, because Tuchel has gone to his four two 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 that he used at his place. Okay, okay. I was just making maybe sure you didn't put in four twos. <laughs> it sounded like four two 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 two. I mean, basically, okay, four triple two because it's four two 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 two. Just a four triple two. Okay. Yeah, so. Um, Josh Sargent. Why can't I say Josh Sargent? Over Christian Pulisic, football's Dwayne Wade over football LeBron from Comina. I, I don't know exactly what the Dwayne Wade over LeBron is, but Sargent, I know he played at Werder Bremen some seasons ago. I think he's with, is he with Watford now? Who's sacked their manager within the past couple of hours? He scored a couple of goals. Wait, 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 who's on this? The weekend. this? Sargent, he's an American footballer that plays in the Premier League. Um, no, Norwich. Is it Norwich? Now I have, I'm, I'm compelled to look it up. Josh Sargent. Norwich. It is Norwich. It's Norwich. It's Norwich. It's not Wofford. Um, he scored a couple goals. His first goals in the Premier League. So I guess people are gassed. Um, more Chelsea questions. Is Havertz suited for Chelsea? And is Chelsea holding him back because they're not using him properly? You can take that one, Double H. No, I, I think for Havertz, it just it, 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 it needs time. Because there's talents there. I mean, it would be interesting if Havertz, let's say, walked on his upper body, so he just got a little bit stronger, so he could hold the ball up better. Mm-hmm. But I think a guy who can play multiple positions and adapt to multiple roles in, in attack, like wing, number 10, attacking midfielder, false nine, there's there's use there. But I just think that it just comes into training and just has to improve certain aspects to his game. And I think if he, he does that, man, no, the, the guy can be... like. Because he's so young, there can be a lot of improvements. It just cause it just comes down to the right coach. Because imagine if you say, "Ah, now Harvest doesn't work," he now goes to Klopp or Pep. Two years, the guy's now like a, a world class player. Like, ah, oh, damn it. How old is Harvest? Twenty two. He'll be twenty three in the summer. So, yeah. um, which opposition player from Suleiman was so good that you guys just couldn't hate them? And just had to appreciate how good they were at football. For me, it was prime Mesut Ozil at Real Madrid. So, so an so, opposition player who was so good that you couldn't oh. hate and just had to appreciate. So, um, so, so this is like a, a rival team. I guess. So, um, okay, I wouldn't call this a rival, but I'll just say a, team that, I did, like. a team that I didn't like. Because maybe Most because they were so good and so forth. I would say um, Iniesta. Okay. Because, yeah, I just, that whole ticket tucker thing wasn't a fun bum. Like, bro, that guy was, was good. <laughs> rivals. See, when I think of rivals, and I'm thinking, like, when was I deep in my Chelsea bag? It's like 2007, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 ish. <laughs> there was like, there was a good run of years, man. <laughs> 
uh, up until you know Paris. Manchester United were the main rivals, I would say, for things. And my favorite footballer that I just couldn't hate, even though he was for a rival team, was Berbatov. The dude was he was just too silky. Like players that look like they don't care, but they're just too techy. Like those are my favorite kind of players, which is why when when people say I, I want Havertz to be more energetic, like he looks languid and lazy, but some of the touches he makes, it's like, oh, I see. Like he 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 doesn't need to try because he's that good. Like Zidane had some of those qualities as well. Like I think he was a bit more energetic than Berbatov, obviously, um, and Havertz. But just players that make the game look very easy to where it's like, I think you should be trying harder, but it's like, I, why would I need to try? Cause I'm just, I'm dope like this. So Berbatov is uh, like when he, he played for Spurs as well. So Spurs and United, like when he was with them, I couldn't hate. And I'm not, a, I'm not somebody who hates like that. I hate Chelsea players more than I hate like <laughs> opposition. Yeah. Mm, Bro, did you see what John Terry posted today? John Terry. Willian is a monkey? Are you NFT, kidding me? Man, that it's like an NFT. I mean, what, what's, what's an NFT? Like non-fungible. I mean, what, what the hell are those? Non-fungible token. I don't know what I don't know what it means, but that's what it is. So yeah. I would go with Berbatov. Half of going in yes. <laughs> Three more questions. What did you think of the refereeing? in the Crystal Palace Liverpool game seemed like from a Palace point of point of view there were many questionable calls and inconsistent decision making that you could ask questions about puts in in brackets redacted so i don't i don't remember who the referee of that game was i thought the penalty was soft in the sense that i think Jota knew that the ball was gone and he saw if I just move a little bit to my, what would it be? Right. Um, I can maybe win a penalty here. And then they went to the VAR and they gave a penalty. So um, yeah, I thought the penalty was a bit trash. Other decisions that were made. I can't quite remember. Maybe there were some red card things that happened that I don't remember, but um, yeah, I thought Patrick Vieira, man, at halftime, he made some changes. He played with two up top. And, you know, it changed the game. Liverpool had some some issues. But as for the refereeing, yeah, the penalty was a bit eh. No, no, no. I mean, if, I EPL refereeing has always been a bit suspect, man. But Indeed. Um, Vinny and most likely Benzema will be out for Madrid's next La Liga game from Sudan's TG. And likely the Copa del Rey game against Bilbao and Granada at home. It's one last chance for Eden Hazard to prove <laughs> he can lead an attack and attack. Will he rise or will he blow one final chance? <laughs> so basically, there's a bunch of attackers out from Madrid. Hazard's going to get another chance. How's 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 he going to do? He didn't look too bad in the 20 minutes that I watched against. Was it Elche? Yeah, Elche. You like. You see, no, there. You see glimpses, man. You do see glimpses. He doesn't look do out of shape anymore. He 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 looks as good as can be expected for somebody who's been injured a bunch. It's not like he's been eating cheeseburgers. I think we can put that joke away. And 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 he's in a white kit. I've always said the white kit will expose you because oh, wearing, yeah. <laughs> wearing white as a bigger person, you look bigger. 
with Chelsea, they wore dark colors. Yeah, no, 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 because like so. when he was moving, I could see that's barely moving around. Him. Yeah, yeah, like the that. shirt doesn't help him. Like when William had to go and wear like <laughs> like Arsenal white and red, it's like, bro, like, <laughs> come on, man. Oh no, it was in the yellow shirt. Do you remember preseason? He was wearing the yellow yeah, 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 yeah. shirt. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they made fun of him, and he was just like, you know what? That however many million, well, you can keep it, man. It's it's not worth it. It's not worth it. So yeah, it. I, Hazard's gonna get chances, of course. They paid again another player who you paid a hundred mil for. You could use the same argument with Lukaku that you could with Hazard, except for the fact that I don't think Hazard at his peak is a system player. He can he can play anywhere. But if you're doing well at a place, why leave? Except for the dream. It, that's that's players leave for the dream. Lukaku dreamt of playing at Stanford Bridge, so he left a good a good a really good situation. In Milan, Inter Milan, but the city. He went back to London because that's what his heart wanted. Eden, his dream was never to be a Chelsea legend, I don't think. He always wanted to play for Madrid. So that was his dream. And then, you know, dreams turn to nightmares or whatever Meek Mill was rapping about. Can make the same argument maybe for Cristiano now. No, 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 no. The, the Hazard documentary needs to come out because somebody needs to, we should somebody make needs it. to explain to me what happened between <laughs> we should make it. Chelsea and Real Madrid. Like, that's what happened in that summer. Like, that's like a, a, a movie in and of itself. So, One more question. Yeah. So, the Bengals, this is an NFL slash football question, but all right, we'll try. So, the Bengals won the AFC North division title. From Jacks three six five, um, the quarterback Joe Burrow celebrated differentially. What do you mean? Maybe just differently is what you mean. He celebrated differently with his white and black teammates. In my opinion, code switching is very important for a quarterback. So, which positions or coach positions in football are code switching important? So, basically, what positions on the pitch do you need to be good with? different people i think you can make an argument for every position everywhere you need you you need the ability to relate to different people if there are indeed different people around wait 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 wait, wait. hold on wait wait can you just go back to that wait i'm confused yes what what was joe borrell doing he said that he 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 was celebrating differently he doesn't explain it and i don't know so okay okay but maybe he was like i don't know he was giving his white teammates handshakes and then he was giving his black teammates dap who knows i don't know (laughs) i'm just making up i don't know what it could be um but you know i guess it's code switching is is how jacks 365 interprets it so obviously i think all managers need to be able to do this if you want to be effective or head coaches obviously um you have to be able to interact with different, not just races, but ages and temperaments and different things. Um, as for players, maybe like center back, because they're generally the more vocal, it's the most vocal position on the pitch, perhaps, or whoever your best central midfielder is, whoever your captain is, basically. Um, does a striker really need to? Maybe. I don't know. It's it's a weird one. I just think I think everybody needs to be better with like interacting with different people. Yeah, I, I mean, it's like, it's hard to single out one particular thing, but especially the person who's leading or steering the ship. Maybe I mean basically you need to be adaptable, you know. Yeah. So it wouldn't just imagine if you... 
if Lukaku can only receive passes from N'Golo Kante and Rudiger and uh, Hudson-Odoi, but because he doesn't have some, I don't know, racial consciousness with Werner and Havertz and Mount, it just doesn't work. Like, if that was the reality, then all right. <laughs> just buy a bunch of black people and Chelsea will win the Champions League every year because Lukaku will score 50 goals or some shit like that. Like, it, I don't think that's how it works. I think you need to be able to just have that understanding, like I said, with, with most of your teammates. All right. Is there any other topic left? I, th- I think we've pretty much covered... But I think basically oh. those, those questions... Yeah, did we hit AFCON? I think I no, we did. We touched on it briefly because yeah, yeah, we, 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 we only f- talked about Nigeria, but Ghana, not Ghana, Cameroon and Comoros. The thing about the goalkeepers is very odd, but by the time this comes out, the result will be done. So, yeah. um, I mean, basically, yeah. Cameroon will just will destroy them. <laughs> you know, they they have an outfield player in goal for Comoros because of. Do, do you know what's goal. very interesting is that so. the rules changed from the group stage to the round of sixteen. If you were positive, then had a negative COVID test in the round of, or in the group stage rather, there was like a shorter time span than there is now to get back into the team. And they're saying perhaps it's because the <laughs> the African Football Federation and Cameroon are like, you know, being uh, clever, put it that way, and making sure that uh, the one goalkeeper that does have a negative test, but that was positive a few days ago, like he's not going to make it, even though he's he's had negative tests. So did you see Burkina Faso? Like the goalkeeper doing the backflips after the penalty shootout? Oh, no, no, no. I didn't, I didn't. What? You didn't see that, man? You got to go on Twitter and see the dude doing backflips. Ironically, maybe not ironically. It's not even related in any way. It's not even ironic. Their government, like the military, arrested the president like the day after or like hours after the game. There was like a coup in Burkina Faso. Oh, damn. So like like right after they advanced to the quarters. So blessings to the people there in Burkina Faso. Yeah. Shout out to yeah. shout out to the, the the legacy of Thomas Sankara. And you know, we can we can get out of here. We good? Yeah, man. We're good. We're good. We're All right. We're good no shit. extra? No extra? We're we gonna I just actually let's let's I mean let's let's try and book it for like some some later this week. Yeah, let us we we can, we can try and fix in. Oh no, I can post an extra. I mean, like a throwback. I think we have four or five left. So okay. Or I think Thursday could be fine for me. You know, for, okay. I could maybe do Thursday. So, but right. I'll, I'll let you know. That. I'll let you know. Okay. Sure. No, no, no problem. We can we can do it in the one time. Pause. <laughs> hey, what is it? Um, all right. So yeah, guys. Next week. Hopefully, hopefully there'll be a podcast next week. It's deadline day and all that, but the likelihood is your boys are going to be taking a break for the international break. Yes, and, sir. Uh, we'll be back after the Afcon final. Hopefully, you know we'll have some some good games and good stuff to talk about. And yeah, talking tactics podcast. Uh, you can catch us on Spotify, Apple Podcast. We're on Patreon. All the links are in the description. Half Hope can be found at halfhopefootballhut.com. Yeah, I'm at Daniel to look. We will see you guys in hopefully next week, but more more than likely Fortnite. Follow us on Twitter and we'll keep you updated. Talking Tactics Podcast, sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Indeed, peace. Peace. <laughs> you know I can make you do peace by going peace. <laughs> it's funny. Sports Social Podcast Network.